You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Wow, Father, we bless your name. We give you praise. Which song? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's sing the one we started with for service. The most excellent is Jesus. <laughs> darling Jesus, darling Jesus. Oh my darling Jesus, you're a wonder. Sing it only if you mean it. Darling Jesus, I thank you for your love and I thank you for your grace. You've never failed me, my darling Jesus. I thank you for your love, you're the lover of my darling Jesus. Oh my darling Jesus, I love you so much. I pour my love on you. Oh my darling Jesus, you're a wonderful God. And we sing, say, the most excellent thing is Jesus. Shout hallelujah, amen, amen, amen. The most excellent thing is Jesus. Shout hallelujah, amen. The most excellent king. I will shout, I will dance, I will sing, hey. the people from old school and we know people whose salvation is not more than 10 years old <laughs> hallelujah Proverbs 18 11 Proverbs 18 sorry 21 just want to read a verse of the Bible there are you there the Bible says Proverbs 18 21 18 chapter 18 verse 21 death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the food thereof. Death and life. No other option. That means every word we speak, we speak life. Or anytime we speak, we speak life or death. No middle ground. No third option. Just these two things. So for every word that proceeds out of your mouth, it communicates life or it communicates death. Did you hear that? This is why we will be judged on that day by every I do word. That means we pay attention to words. 
So there is nothing like innocent communication. Every communication has implication. And it communicates life or death. So anytime I say something contrary or not consistent with God's will for my life, which is revealed in his word, then there is a problem. I'm releasing death. And anytime I speak according to the word of God about my life, about someone else, about the situation, the country, or anywhere, I speak life. So when I speak life, I release life. When I speak God's word, I release life. Listen. Many years ago, there was a revelation that a man had of Jesus Christ. And Jesus stood and he said, I told my people, and Jesus was quoting Mark eleven twenty three, 23, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things that he says will come to pass, he will have whatsoever he says. He will have what? Can anybody please answer? He will have what? One more time. Now, Jesus said, I said to my people, you will have whatever you say. So my people keep saying what they have and they keep having what they have. Did you get that? If it is a matter of, I shall have whatever I say. So if I want to have a million naira, what do I say? If I say I am broke, what do I have? The things of the spirit are very simple, but they are difficult for our carnality to understand. Your mind will fight you all the way. So if I want to be healthy and I'm feeling sick, what do I say? Jesus said, this is the rule. See, God operates by laws. Now, people know the laws of the Old Testament, laws of Moses, but there are also laws in the New Testament. There is a law of faith. Faith is law. There is a law of faith. There is a law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8. So, they, so that means the spirit himself has laws. There is a law of the spirit. That means when you are operating the realm of the spirit, there are laws governing the realm of the spirit. One thing about laws is that whether you know the idea or not, they will catch you. You might not understand gravity, but if you throw something up, it will come down. So, there are laws. And we have to understand. So, one of the fundamental laws of the spirit, or law of, laws of faith, one of the key ones is the one I just read now. He shall have whatsoever he says. So, whatever I want to have, I must say. Did you notice that Jesus said it severally that destroyed this temple and I will build it in three days? Before he died, he announced the fact that I'm going to rise again. And he did. Men and brethren, I just want to leave you. We, we have a whole session in the evening, but I'm just saying that pay attention. Too many of us use words carelessly. We keep describing what we see and we give life to that thing. There is a principle I once shared with us which God said about, 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 about Adam in Genesis. He brought animals to Adam to call them names. And the Bible says, whatever name Adam gave them, that was their name. Things can be brought into your life. Don't give life to it by giving it a name. I am not always well. Because you feel sick, you are taking medication, don't say you are not always well. In spite of the measure, say, I am always well. Then you shall have whatever you say. How many rich people are here? 
Let the weak say what? Let the poor say what? Hallelujah. Can you say it boldly? I'm a blessed man. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Hallelujah. It shall have whatsoever. So, begin to, spiritual maturity is to begin to reduce the words that will speak that releases death. Those words that will speak that they release death and begin to amplify words that will speak until you get to a point where there are no words releasing death coming from your mouth anymore. But it's difficult. This is also why we pray in tongues. See, it's difficult. To the flesh, it's difficult. That's the truth. Because it sounds like a very simple process, but it takes a mind that is renewed with God's word to say, because out of the abundance of the earth, the mouth speaketh. And it's very easy to say something wrong. I don't know when I try to do things, it just doesn't work for me. You are just empowering that situation to stay in your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me just end this. Uh, I said it will be a short service also. Let me say what I said for, uh, for service. I want to read from um, 2 Kings 13. We read about 2 Kings 4 in first service where, where Elisha multiplied the oil and then the vessel finished. And here also chapter, 4, chapter 13, verse 14. Verse 14. Now Elisha was falling sick of the sickness whereof he died. So Elisha died of sickness. Painful. With double portion, that shouldn't have been. But then it happens. Uh, men of God die, people die. Of, so uh, there's nothing new. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. I don't, I don't know why they like saying this in around Elisha. Probably because that was what he said. Did they receive the double portion of the anointing? As the chariot was taking Elijah away, he said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen. And he didn't see Elijah again. Now, people started saying it around him. And anytime they said that, something came upon the man. So here, the king came to see him and he was lying down on the sick bed. They knew it was his time to go. And they knew that this guy had a prophetic word in his mouth to shape nations. In the realm of the spirit, <laughs> praise the Lord, there are dimensions. Prophets don't carry equal authority. Based on how you work with God, a little Christian, a baby Christian or a young Christian might not be given authority over nations. Potentially he has it, but he might not be able to bring a message to a nation or bring a message to the body of Christ. That is the stupidity and the foolishness that is happening to a lot of young people who go on Facebook and trying to correct Pastor Deborah and trying to say this. Many of them will never amount to anything with their Christianity. It's so obvious. And you are, in the last three years now, I've seen a great falling away. Some of them doing about ministry. I mean, you, you go and be running your mouth. You, you are not. They, they talk about Paul correct, Peter correcting Paul. But you see, as Paul correcting Peter, when Paul grew a little more, he said that don't take any charge against an elder. Some things were recorded in the Bible, not that they were things done by the spirits. Paul said, for instance, the high priest, when they arrested him in Acts chapter 22 and 23, 
and he said something and they slapped him when they arrested Paul. And he said to the high priest, you are a whitewashed tomb. You sit down there and you ask them to slap me. And they said that, did you say that about the high priest? Okay, I'm sorry. At that moment, what he said was not right. I get what I'm saying. But it's in the Bible. So things are recorded in the Bible does not mean everything. So Paul rebooking Peter does not mean he did the right thing. The Bible didn't say he did the right thing. Because what did Paul accuse Peter of? Before Paul came, Peter was eating with some people who were Gentiles. When the Jews came, he became afraid of the Jews and he stopped eating. So he was playing camouflage or playing double standard. He was with the Gentiles today. When he saw the Jews, he pretended as if he was not with the Gentiles. And Paul said that you are operating double standard. But come and see Paul himself later in the Bible. Paul said to the Jews, I became a Jew. That my win the Jew. To the Gentiles, I became a Gentile. What's that double standard? So when you grow, you learn that the greatest application of correction is to yourself. You will never answer for any man before God. So no, no man's business is your business. Once you see a pastor who comes out and his business is other pastors, he has lost. I quote me anywhere. Any pastor who makes social media posts and videos talking about that churches has no ministry and you know what? His candle is already off. It takes forsaking your vision. Nobody discusses why running 100 meters. When you are talking, it's an indication that you are not running again. It's impossible to run. If you say, many of you that can't run much, if you should run with the same boat and he begins to talk while running, Jesus with somebody, you will get the finishing line before him. Nobody. Once you become, you are either a player or you are a commentator or you are a spectator. You can't be the three. And when the match is going on, spectators talk. It should have passed that ball like this. If it were that good, why are you not the one playing? Then somebody is running the commentary. Oh, that was a feeble pass from. That was a. Oh, I know somebody running the commentary. Oh, the Arsenal keeper is so, so bad. Chelsea has just got the fifth goal now. You know, it's. <laughs> That's. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if you are running your race, you will not be running your mouth. You can run the two together. That's the truth. So the Jews, Paul started doing the same thing he spoke against. I became a Jew. So the Gentiles, it, at times when God wants to show you your own name, he will just make you grow a little more. Then you see the foolishness of what you are saying. It's true. It's none of my business what is happening to another pastor, except to pray for him. Because Jesus will not ask me on that judgment. They'll hey, So what, what do you think about this fellow? He's not going to ask. So what am I body myself about? what someone else is doing anyway just understand that I started by saying this made me to journey this way a baby Christian might not be asked to speak to the body of Christ it is very easy I don't know oh God it's so sweet too. there is peace and contentment in knowing the word of God it helps you when I was in school I was in final year or so when a pastor woke up to me and told me that a book that they read, that the guy said that God took him to hell and he saw Pastor Bimbo Dukoya in hell. And the angel that was taking her around told her that Pastor Bimbo was wearing miniscare. That was why she went to hell. I told her, I said, ah, my people are destroyed for stupidity. I said, number one, that angel must be the dumb, the most dumb. I said, there must be a dummy. I said, because I happened to, to be very close to Pastor Bimbo before she died. 
She never wore a skirt. Be, she used to wear full skirts. Pastor Imbo went to IVCU, UI. She still she died. She remained a CU. She her skirt to always touch her shoes. I said, so that angel was confused. I said, number two. Only for five years after the confession to come out, it was one guy around Songo publishing books. And the guy made money of Christians. He took the books to the National Council and the Christians were buying. And the guy was not even a Christian. He just woke up one day, wrote a vision. Later, I think he got under conviction and he told the truth that he never saw anything. He just wrote a book and so he put people, you know, when you don't, when you are not very consistent with the word, visions will move you. And somebody said also that uh, rapture happened, that she was sleeping, that a lady was going, she was ascending, then she started descending again because of her palming. I said, oh God. In other words, God first made a mistake. As he was coming, God didn't see from afar that she had Jerry coil on. So as she go to the height, ah, Jerry, go back. <laughs> and when she shared this, some women were touched. Ah! ah. <laughs> you, you, you need... Lord. I'm a bear not to be too serious this morning. Let, let's... <laughs> oh, dear Lord Jesus. Are you with me? Anyway, Elisha led me to all these things. I was talking about the fact that they knew that he had authority over nations. You must have worked with God to a particular extent to be able to prophesy and speak to nations. There are few men of God who can do that. There are only few men of God that when they say something about the nation, I listen very well. Maybe Pastor Adeboe. He's still my number one. If he says something, and people like that don't talk much. When he gives out a prophecy about the nation, take it to the bank, it's going to happen. There are men who have authority to speak to nations, and it's a level. You must have gone to a level where you are you're almost responsible for the entire body. I mean, like you are accessible, people listen to you, and then you pray regularly. You'll get to a point where certain things might be revealed to you because of the portion where you stand with God. It doesn't make you more righteous or better than that Christian, but because of the role you are playing, anointings are assigned to roles. So healing ministers don't necessarily pray more than others who teach. So even the anointing function, then the purpose is to bring a teaching to the body of Christ. They might not operate so much in some gifts like that, but there is a message they bring to the body that helps people to walk in higher lights. So when they spend time with the Lord, more lights will come to them that they might share with the body, but they might not demonstrate power like that. On a regular basis, like some other people. Did you get what I've just said now? So Elijah had double portion and it was so they, this king came. And Elijah said something to the king. Next verse. Elijah said to him, Take bow and arrows. And he took them, he took to him bow, bow and arrows. And he said to him, King, put your hand on the bow. And he put his hand on it. And Elijah put his hand upon the king's hands. And he said, open the window, his sword, and he opened, and Elijah said, shoot, and he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for thou shalt smite the Syrians in Apec, till thou hast consumed them. Verse 18 is where we are really going. And he said, take the arrows, and he took them, and he said to the king of Israel, smite the ground, and he smote three times and stayed. Next verse. This is very pathetic. And the man of God was wrought with him. And he said, Thou shouldst have done it five or six times. Then art thou smitten the Syria till thou art consumed them. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria three times. 
the first thing I observed when I was a young guy and I read this place for the first time, why didn't Elisha tell the guy how many times to hit the ground? He did a prophetic significance. He said, okay, open the window. When he said, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel, he said, I know your problem. You see that I'm about dying. And when I'm gone, you are concerned about how do you win the Syria? Let me give you post-dated victory. Ah. Prophets are powerful. Genuine prophets. Sincerely speaking, the Bible says, by a prophet, God brought Israel out of Egypt. By a prophet, I said one time that this is what word of faith don't know. Many, quite a number of people. And I grew up being word of faith and I'm, I'm word of faith. And sincerely speaking, I have seen quite a number of word of faith ministries abroad and here that could have been so massive doing because people don't recognize this. Your success is not determined by you only. We say that, that you, you are the, yes, you are the main person because you are in the final analysis, you are the one acting. But you see, there are things you get by your knowledge. There are things you get by what you know. There are things you get by the discipline that you put in your life. There are other things you also get by alignment. Not that you are doing anything correctly necessarily, but because you are in the right place. Yes. Certain things will come to you. Like a sea moving, like an ocean moving, and you put yourself on the path. It will carry you. When you enter a plane, you are not flying by yourself. You are inside an object that is flying, so the object will carry you. Sometimes, being close to certain ministers of the gospel can let some things begin to work in your life. That was a principle Jesus used with the 12 disciples. They were not yet baptized in the Holy Ghost. Yes, he sent them out and they came and said, even demons were subject to us in your name. They went because he sent them. As long as they were under him, the anointing was at work. Did you get that? So sometimes in life, by alignment, some things can be brought into your life. By being connected to certain people. I remember very well one time that when a pastor left a very massive church. It was a branch pastor. And the branches were the, the branch was passing was growing very fast. Then he, he had a fight with the leader and he left. And he, they just moved from like three thousand to two thousand to one thousand to five hundred to two hundred to hundred, and he had to leave ministry. He thought he was the one. He thought it was his preaching. No, it was his connection with the older man working. It worked like that at times. There are respects that you will give. To president's daughter when you see her not because she has done anything by herself to merit it but because of the name of her father is that right and it's not likely they will ask her to queue up anyway because of her father that's the truth so anyway <laughs> Elijah said that let me I can give you victory even though I'm not going to be around let's give you a postdated one let's give you victory in the future Let's secure the future for you. He said, so open your window. And he said, take bow and arrow and shoot. And the guy shot. I will get there one day. I don't want to talk about this now. Um, I think it was a person that was telling me one day. They went to meet one man. Now, this is not a doctrine. So those who like to fight and say that I'm not preaching a doctrine. I'm just telling some things. They went to see one man around the, around the Oshobo side or so. I think he's 118 years old or so. In their family, the least person, the person that died earliest, maybe died like, like a 101, 102. There was some of their grandpas work with God to the point that longevity was transferred to their DNA supernaturally. And when they lay hands on you, you will live long also. Does God give mortal man ability to die? Yes, there are many examples in the Bible. 
Otherwise, Jacob wouldn't have power to determine the destiny of Manasseh and Ephraim. Under God, certain men can walk in that dimension. It is true. Some people can so much possess the grace for divine health that when you are around them, you can't even force it if you are working for them. And I know a few people like that. If you are working for them, no matter the kind of life you are living, as long as you are working for them, you cannot be sick. Why? The life that is at work in them covers everybody around them. So you have become a partaker of their grace. Do you get what I'm just saying? It is true. Anyway, so Elisha said, let's do this. So he shot the arrow. And he said, eat the ground three times. Boy, did not tell him. He said, eat the ground. But did not tell him how many times. And the guy did three. You know, the Bible says, God is unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. There is only one problem, like Pastor Rex said. The receiver is always the problem. There are packages on your DSTV that can only watch some few channels. And there are unlimited packages. There are some other packages that you have unlimited access to many. Now, there are some, 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 uh, um, some receivers that they are so big that they can combine DSTV. For instance, a DSTV does not have Fox News. Fox News is a, Fox is a station in America. DSTV does not. They, they have CNN instead of Fox. But there are some other stuff that you can install and you can have Fox. You can have CNN. And now many other I get what I'm saying. Yes. So, why? I don't know whether DSTV also does not show Europa League. They show Champions League, but they don't show Europa League live. But some other can do. On your DSTV, some ESPN channels are blocked. Some are open. There are packages that you can get that they are unrestricted. Unrestricted. When something is coming down from God, he has made all things available like we have heard. When it comes to man receiving it, then it's a function of your receiver. So, you will never be told. The woman in first service was not told that borrow 13 vessels or borrow. Elisha simply said, borrow not a few. That few will now be determined. It will, it will depend on the definition of the person in question. In other words, this is just one short question this morning. To everybody listening to me, like those who are watching and everybody here, how big is your capacity? Because you can limit God or you can unlimit God. So when God begins to walk in your life, he has already done the work through Christ. The expression and the manifestation of what God has done will be amplified or will be reduced by your capacity. Hallelujah. That's all I want to say this morning. What do we do about our capacity? Can a person ever have a dream that will intimidate God? Why do people move from one step to another? How about quantum leap? How about 20 steps ahead? We read about few people who do that. Not known today, known all over the nation tomorrow. Is this a lot for some people or is it for everybody? Do we have something to do with it? How can I move from January to March and that I have moved 10 times in my life in two months? How come? Quantum leap. We'll begin with this next week, Monday. 
Hallelujah. But I tell you by the word of the Lord, every one of you, you will fly high. Shout a living amen. And everyone connected to you. Good things will start happening in your family at a very great level because of you. Stories are changing because of you. The light that is in you is also illuminating the entire everyone around you and everywhere that you get to in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Where there has been sickness, your presence will bring health there. Where there has been stories of defeats, all of a sudden, because of the revelation that you have in Christ, victory is coming all over. Members of the family are having so much victory that they cannot explain. It's like you, like Aaron and Moses on the mountain with your hands lifted up and the blessings are coming upon the people in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The days ahead are beautiful. So many things will happen in the world like we are seeing now. Threats of war on every side. But the light keeps shining brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This week alone will be filled with many miraculous occurrences. The blessing of the Lord on every side. You are walking in grace. In the name of Jesus Christ. Your portion is good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. In the name of Jesus Christ. Your story is that things are working for you and they are working well. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Shall we all rise? Thank you, Father. Give God praise. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.